Wait. Hello and welcome at Creation Philosophy. I'm here with my guest Greg Sage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then off camera is Greg Scat. <laughs> Trying to be on camera. Yeah. But all right. Hello. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Greg. My pleasure. Yeah. Um so I'll let my camera get situated here. But alright, so Andrew, usually you do that yeah. before you like start. You know? There's a lot yeah. of things I don't do. That's true. There's Clearly. a lot of things that Ender yes. doesn't do. But what we do here is that we have people tell about their martial arts stories. So Greg, I just wanted to ask you, like, how did you get started in martial arts? Uh, I started a little later in life. Um, I'd always been kind of fascinated by uh, like combat, um, even if it was theater, but combat, like you know, things like pro wrestling. Okay. Uh, I did. I was a theater minor in college. And I love theater combat, and I was, I watched, uh, you know, at, you know they didn't call it MMA at the time because I wouldn't even consider like the first kind of rounds yeah. of the UFC as yeah. MMA. I think it was just like, no holds barred, like, yeah, yeah, like a dog and pony funny. show. But yeah. I was really just kind of always drawn to combat. Um, okay. But I didn't, uh, I didn't start till I was about twenty six. Okay. Uh, and oddly, I, I started uh, my first day was at AMC. Okay. So I started my career at AMC, and uh, I continue, and, and, and it's, it just continued that way for the last uh, almost fifteen years. Yeah. So when, when so what? <laughs> how, did, how did you? How did you find out about AMC? Or like, was it uh, just, did you just happen to be near you? So or? we used to have a school. Uh, we used to have a satellite school down in the Auburn Super Mall. At they had they had a, a, a weightlifting gym there, and, okay. it, and and it was also run by a guy who was a, a collegiate wrestler, an amateur oh, wrestler. Okay. And so Matt had, Matt had an agreement with him, and one of the trainers there was a guy I played drums with in high school. And oh, okay. I um, I was playing in two bands at the time, and I was touring, and it was literally in the middle of cutting like an album. Okay. And uh, I had I went through this period where uh, a bunch of people kind of just oddly just started kind of passing away in my life. Like, okay. you know, some were older, some were by accident. You know, I had a lady who was like a second mom to me who died kind of in a really weird accident and uh, I was driving home uh, I, I lived in Seattle uh, okay. but I grew up in Auburn so I knew it was there I didn't know about the one in Kirkland okay and I didn't know it was actually AMC I just knew I'd went to the brawl the mall okay and so you'd seen a show yeah, yeah and I mean I and I kind of knew who Matt was not really but you yeah. know and Lieben was was training at the time at AMC and um, you know he's kind of a misfit and I consider myself a little bit of a misfit when I was younger so okay um, but so I, I was I, I was driving uh, back up to Seattle. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Where was I going? No, I was going home to see my, my folks after okay. band practice one night okay. in Auburn. Yeah. And uh, I was talking to my singer on the way home, and I was really frustrated, and I was like, you know, kind of down because life was, you know, like that kind of stuff was happening. And uh, yeah. I was like, man, I just kind of just want to fight for some reason. I just want to fight, you know. Yeah. And, I, and I always had kind of a little bit of a, a little bit of an uppity personality. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, yeah. And. Uh, he was like, you should, you should just do it. So I literally drove down to Auburn, walked in the door, saw this guy Eric okay. there, and um, I signed up and I started training the next day. Okay. And, I, and, and my idea of it was I was going to, because I was living in Seattle working in Bellevue. Okay. Uh, band practice was in Seattle. And um, in my head, I was like, oh, you know, I'm just going to do this. 
one day a week for some different exercise and okay. fun, yeah. get out some different frustrations, you know, like I was still in love with, you know, at that time, really still in love with playing music and that was like the art that I wanted. I, I was starting to fall out of love with it though, that's for sure at that oh, point. Okay. Um, and so I, I met Frank. Okay. Oh, so I met, I met Johnny yeah. Cage, Johnny I met Frank Cage. Coulter, who was yeah. uh, old uh, uh, grappling and, and all-around coach for, for at AMC. Yeah. And I would stay late. I'd only go on Thursdays, and I would just stay late. So just, and he would stay late. With me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and he would stay late with me. And then one day we turned into Tuesday because he only trained two days a week, I believe, down there. I think it was Tuesdays and Thursdays, okay. if I remember correctly. And it was just was it just MM, or was it just grappling at that point? No, no, it was like classes? they would just have hours of classes, and okay. it was taught by. Uh, uh, Steve Skids okay. well, one day and, yeah. and Frank on another day okay. at that time, and then so one day a week turned into two days a week, okay. and and then Frank was like, you know, you live in Seattle, you work in Bellevue, the main school is in Kirkland, and if you pay a membership here, you can still go there. Oh, okay. yeah. And so then I started kind of uh, I'll never forget this. I I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd watch like Carlos fight, and I'd watch like uh, I think an Anthony fight, and all yeah. these guys fight, and I showed up on a Saturday yeah. to redo orientation, you yeah. know. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, fuck, these are, these are the guys that I done. Yeah, and I was yeah. nervous. And yeah. Then, yeah. And, and so that was like a sparring day. And so yeah. I remember sitting in the parking lot and just like being really nervous to go in. And I went in and I did orientation. I saw all the guys sparring, you know. And, yeah. And uh, next thing I knew, uh, you know, so within a year of training, I had quit both my bands. Okay. Was, and I quit playing music completely. So just fall out, yeah. just happened to fall out. Yeah, of and, and, okay. and that kind of odd time of people dying continued to happen actually while I was at AMC. And it was, okay. martial arts turned to my oasis. Okay. So it turned to my escape uh, from kind of, I don't want to say escape from reality, but it was a place where I could bury myself for a few hours mm -hmm. every day mm -hmm. um, and not worry about things. And so I would be usually the first one in and the last one out every day okay. at AMC. Yeah. And uh, I just fell in love with it. I never thought I was going to be good at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, didn't, I didn't like, you know, I didn't like the fighting side of it. I, I, honestly, I, did, I didn't like competing. I would compete, but okay. I, wasn't the, I wasn't a great fighter. I wasn't a great okay. competitor. Uh, I did it because I got pushed into it. Yeah, but then I'm, I'm glad I did, though, you know? So. Okay. But so yeah, that's how I started. So. so what was so you're talking about your competitions? You felt like you got what? How how did your competitions go, or what competitions did you do? Uh, uh first thing I did was uh, uh, a grappling tournament. Gra tons of grappling tournaments. Okay. Um, uh, and grappling was not my strong suit. I, I didn't and I, even by the time I did my first grappling competition, I had not even kickboxed yet. Okay. So, but how how many like uh, how much experience have you had? Of training. Oh, training. Like, not even a year. Okay, so not, not even a year. No. Okay. Um, and uh, I mean, it was funny because I I'd always kind of do bad at the beginning uh, of the tournaments because I'd always, you know, I didn't have like uh, the mental the mental side of it much yet. You know what I mean? Okay. So I'd always get kind of anxious and nervous and kind of psych myself out and kind of. Um, do that whole thing that they talk about, like you beat yourself before you get in, even get in there, mm -hmm. and then I'd lose, like or I'd lose, right in the first round, and then yeah. I go to losers bracket, and then I would just kind of kill people, like yeah. you know what I mean, because I didn't care anymore. It, almost like that, yeah. Your anxiety, or apprehension, yeah, because there was no, there was no more pressure because I'd yeah. already lost. So, yeah. um, you know, and, and uh, I remember the, the first time I medaled was I did a, I did a pancreation tournament, okay, in the morning, and in the evening I did a grappling tournament, okay. and. Uh, I, I went a few rounds into the pancreation tournament. I didn't medal, um, but then like 
I got to the grappling tournament and no one was hitting me and I wasn't nervous anymore and that's the, that's the first time <laughs> I met him. So I got, yeah. I got second place in that. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I started doing competitions and I started doing, um, I did a couple kickboxing tournaments. Okay. Because uh, I started kickboxing and I fell in love with kickboxing. I fell in love with Dutch kickboxing very much. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I had my uh, first fight in like 2008. Okay. And then, so you go there, you fight, and how did, so how was that experience, like, having I mean, a kickboxing fighter? Well, I did, I did, so, I did, it was in December, and I did a kickboxing tournament in October, and I shut oh. down during that kickboxing tournament, <laughs> yeah. and just failed miserably, right? Okay. Which was maybe the greatest thing that could have happened, because I, I remember in my head, I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to do that, right? Okay. I, so I was like, that's... Win, lose, or draw, I go yeah. into this kickboxing match. Yeah. As long as I don't do what I did in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like I literally yeah. didn't do anything. Almost hit like worst case scenario. Kind of thing. Yeah, it was like I already had it. So yeah. what, what else could go but wrong? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, and you know, I okay for first time amateur kickboxing match, you know, and I ended up winning by a split decision against a really tough guy. And yeah. um, just after that, man, I didn't really compete for a while. So, okay. well, and it was just—it was just a conscious choice. Like you just didn't feel. Yeah, I just—I yeah. didn't—I didn't. You know, I was 29 on my, my, on my first kickboxing match. Yeah. Um, so not that that's old, but you know, I mean, it's not. You know, mo most people start competing sometimes yeah. even in their teens. But yeah. Um, for me, I just—I didn't—I didn't—I I didn't care for that side of it very okay. much. Okay. Um, and I fully admit, like I—I didn't—I didn't. I, I didn't uh, the mental side of it was. Way more hard for me than than uh, the physical side of it, and I think that's good for most people. But I, until I was mid thirties, I couldn't I couldn't break through that mental barrier. Okay. And by that time, I was like, I just don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. And so I mean, and so I uh, I just didn't I didn't like the competition side of it, and I continued to do grappling terms a little bit after that too. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so I just enjoyed. Being at the gym and learning and growing as a martial artist. Yeah, that was the part that. You yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a. It was never about fighting for me. It was yeah. never about competing um, mm -hmm. against another person. It was. Yeah. It was always just about uh, uh, growing. Growing. Yeah. The growing yeah. learning process. Yeah, I mean, okay. it. 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 it uh, AMC was the forge. I think that molded me into uh, a man. Okay. Just to be honest, I mean, it was. I mean. Uh, it, it, it taught me a lot of discipline I didn't have. It taught me a lot of confidence I didn't have, and it uh, it gave me a family that I don't really feel like I ever had until that point. So, okay. it, that's what it was for me. It was it was growth, and it was uh, it was martial arts. You know, yeah. it wasn't fighting. It was martial arts. It me. was martial arts, and that yeah. was that was what mattered to you. So, how did the so how did you then go about from learning to then teaching and coaching? Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Little, a lot of hard work, uh, a lot of not being entitled, a lot, a lot, not not a lot of asking for things, but just uh, going in and training um, and doing what was asked of me. Okay. Um, and then a lot, and then a bit of circumstance, you know, uh, some some changes in kind of, you know, like we, we ended up opening the Pacific Gym, and they needed instructors down there, and uh, you know, and, and instructors up in Kirkland didn't, a lot of them didn't want to go down there. And I had caught on to kickboxing you know, pretty quickly. It was one of, one of the first times in my life physically was it something that, that my, my head and my body like matched. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like and it made sense. Yeah, because yeah, it's funny because when I first started doing this, I was like, oh, I kickboxing stuff's for the birds, right? <laughs> like, I was gonna, I'm going to yeah. box and grapple, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just started throwing 
kicks and I started working uh, with kickboxing coaches there and it just it clicked for me and I, and I, I fell in love with it so um, and I, I'd only been training for about three three and a half years when when, when they asked me to coach start, start te teaching I shouldn't say coaching because I do think teaching and coaching are a little bit different okay like what so what would you differentiate Te teaching is uh, to me teaching is you're teaching a class teaching okay. technique yeah coaching is uh, preparing to me uh, it's, and it's clearly just nomenclature but like yeah. coaching to me is like uh, helping uh, like coaching someone getting ready for a fight like okay. cornering uh, learning okay. how to wrap hands you know, okay. coaching and teaching are they overlap they overlap each other but teaching is different than coaching to me okay uh, teaching is and and I don't know which one's actually harder because okay. teaching to me is like uh, teaching you have is, is it's much more broad you have to when you go teach a class there's all levels usually in there yeah you know I mean? varying degrees of experience yeah. yeah when you're coaching you're more centered on one person in okay. my opinion you know what I mean and you're more it's more centered for what they need okay and I don't know if that's you know I don't know if that's a true definition but that's how I kind of think uh, of that's yeah. yeah that's just how you see it so what would you, um, so that was your first teaching experience. So what would you say was your first coaching experience? So we had a, oh, a woman fighter named Nika, uh -huh. which have you even, have you had Nika on the show yet? No, but Morgan has brought her up. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Nika, uh, we, her and I just uh, kind of clicked as human beings. We're still friends to this day. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was getting ready, was it a Muay Thai fight or? It was either a kickboxing match or a Muay Thai fight. I can't remember. Okay. And it was just, uh, I wasn't intending to be a coach. It just kind of started happening that okay. way. Okay, just, yeah. And uh, I just, we just kind of started working together. And because we, we pair, you know, we worked really well together. And I, w I wouldn't say it was even an into intentional, like, coaching her for a fight. Because she had clearly other coaches as well. I mean, she yeah. had Trevor. Yeah. She had Daniel. She had yeah. Matt. You know what I mean? But we were, we, we did a lot together. You know what I mean? And um, it, it was the first time I was in a, corner for someone as well okay and I think that that was just um, the natural progression for me okay uh, and I don't actually I don't even, that might have happened before I even started teaching okay classes it was just she trusted me and she saw something in me that that she wanted to learn and and I was happy to give her my knowledge because I was really enjoying it and, mm -hmm. and we were just, just two buddies kind of working together and yeah. and uh, um, like, I helped her out for her first fight, and that's kind of the, the, how it started. That's how it started, and yeah. that's how it kind of clicked from there. Yeah. Okay, and then, so how did, so as you, you know, gone through the years of teaching and coaching, like, what were, like, I guess, what, what were some of the things that changed, like, from, let's say, when you began teaching coaching, to, let's say, like, how you teach and coach now? Oh, I, I, um... Well, I, I've gotten better as a martial artist. I've, I've learned more and I've gained more. Yes. Um, man, that's a, a <laughs> lot. A, that's question. a lot. Uh, I mean, because yeah. I, I look, I, it was, I mean, I've been teaching and coaching at AMC for over eight years now. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, well over eight years now. Um, yeah. I learned a lot about myself, for sure. Okay. I learned uh, um, patience is one of them, because I'm, I'm, I wasn't, when I was younger, I wasn't the most patient person. Okay. Um, I learned, uh, <laughs> I learned a lot of examples of what not to do. Um, I think uh, from some of my peers. That doesn't mean that they were bad. I just I learned what I didn't like and what I don't think was effective. Just what didn't work for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I think you just go through this progression of like you feel like you have to teach this perfect thing and you don't. You, I, I've learned that uh, like I ha it, it changed it changed from being I have to teach this curriculum to yeah. I have to just show people what I know how to do. Okay. And what I've learned. What you want to do? Yeah, and um, you know I think. Your mind, my mind started to open a lot with coaching, and and and, okay. I, and I think it's also because I was very young when I, as far as being a martial artist, when I started coaching, and I think yeah. even if I wasn't coaching or teaching, like this progression would have happened under the people that I was surrounded by, because yeah. look, look who I'm surrounded by. Yes. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's it would have happened. Yeah. yeah, and I I think it was just understanding um, myself and other people, and then realizing. Uh, Right or wrong is a very relative thing. I mean, there's some really basic kind of fundamental things that you should probably do, but once you kind of get past that, mm -hmm. um, right or wrong is even relative. Is, is very relative. I mean, and even within those basics, um, I don't know. It, it, it's such a it's such an endless ocean yeah. to ask that question. I don't. Yeah. I don't know where to start, and I don't know where to end with that. Okay. Because it it, 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 it a it hasn't ended, and b. Yeah. Where that would start would be, uh, I looked back and I was like, uh, you know, I was so wide-eyed and so excited to be accepted into that level. Mm -hmm. uh, and I remember saying it felt like a man amongst gods. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, st I still feel that way today. Um, yeah. And so it's, it's taught me, uh, it, it taught me to, to trust in myself because uh, mm -hmm. if, if people at that level are trusting in me, mm -hmm. that means I need to trust in myself. Mm -hmm. And it, it gives you a good kind of unwavering confidence of what you're teaching, um, which sounds kind of, I guess, narcissistic, but that you have to have that confidence. Yeah. That doesn't mean I, I know everything, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, clearly. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah. But it gives you, it starts to, you, I guess where I grew to was confidence in myself. Yeah. That what I was doing was, Right, and if it if it wasn't, um, I would be shown that, and I have, and I you know, yeah. um, God, just sitting next to Matt Hume in the middle of a fight while he's cornering people, your mouth shut, just listening to that man. Uh, I mean, like, how can you not grow from that? Like, mm -hmm. how can you not get better as a coach from that? You know? mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm very lucky to have that. You know, I'm very lucky to get that a lot. I, it was also something that was kind of asked of me. Mm -hmm. And I in, in a give because I love it so so it's it's given me a lot of things back so yeah I don't know if that was a lot of a long rambling tirade <laughs> they, they didn't answer no, your question no, but, but you know it's, what I mean it's okay, like, but it's it's like it's not an easy question to answer it course, really it's, it's isn't a, it's a lot and it's because it's like you're saying it's a lot and I but I feel like the, well, the I mean the, and I think you know this from coaching as yeah, well like yeah. you started and, and I think you you have one view of what it is yeah. And w within a year of doing that, that, that that's gone. Yes. And, and a year after that, that that's gone. And, and you yeah. s it, it breaks all the ex expectations or kind of ideas of what you thought it was to do that. Mm -hmm. And, and they, they kind of break pretty quickly because yes. it's, it, you, it's like walking this something, no matter how much you've been a martial artist, when you change to being a coach or instructor, um, it's different. Yes. It's why you can have really great fighters that are awful coaches yeah and you can have people like me that are really bad fighters really bad competitors who are, i think i'm a good coach you know what well, i mean you are you're a good coach yeah so i think yeah well i think what it is it's almost i mean as a you know as a 
as an instructor myself, I feel it's really a big thing is the power of perspective and understanding like that. I like I like what you said how you show what you know, mm-hmm. and it's a matter of people of how they you know interpret it and because they, they have to like a student has to take like what an instructor does is it's not like it's not copying it but they have to make it their own right that's and that's the way the, I see it. The, and that's why yeah. it's it's it's, yeah. it's martial arts right yeah. so it's an expression of yourself it's a and our art is a, is a violent expression of ourselves yeah. and it's a uh, uh bone grinding blood sweat and tears uh art and uh and it it's the truth though it's like mm-hmm. when you when you when you put yourself through that kind of mental torture yeah and physical torture and we seem to do it almost on a daily basis, a daily basis yeah. you'll find out who you are you yeah it's, I mean? it's no it's true it's like it's you get an honest expression of right. what, what it is because you can't hide right from there yeah. and, and i think the way you fight the way you spar the way you compete or the way you train um that shows who you are yes and when you change that changes yeah or it changes you i don't know because i feel like it's changed me you know what i mean like so the the way i used to train or the way i used to spar or the way i used to do that Mm -hmm. um i don't know if i changed it because i got older and more mature you know or if it's the thing that changed i don't know yeah you don't know what exactly start but it has changed no I, i agree with you i feel like yeah, because what we do, like in the martial art or a martial artist, their expression is like is just a reflection of who they are. Mm-hmm. And you know when they when they do change, or you can tell. Yeah, it's like it's hard to tell, like you know what changes is it, is it the person or is it what they do? But in essence, like they, it's still different. Right. Like as as it progresses, and I feel, yeah, and, and that's an interesting thing. And that's that's the thing I feel, people who aren't. I guess as in tune to martial arts like don't quite understand right because when they see it they can't quite discern like what is I guess right. like what it's almost the way I, I look at it like someone's like expression or someone's like martial arts uh, martial arts expression it's like their fingerprint you know it's mm-hmm. it's unique to them right even though you know everyone you know everyone has fingerprints or I look I also tune it to like handwriting everyone has like a way they write you know everyone punches you know everyone kicks or everyone you know writes the same letters but it's just the way they put it together right that's that's different from there and there's yeah. you can you can learn under the same system like we've all learned under the same system but yes. we are clearly different yeah in how we how we express that art mm-hmm. and that has to do with body type athleticism yeah. interest you yeah. know what i mean um you know that's why like as a coach or a teacher or whatever mm-hmm. I used to hate this idea that you you have like people that you prefer to work with, right? Yeah. As in, not hate that idea, but like that you just kind of had a conflict. Uh, yeah, I always yeah. had a conflict because um, I felt like if I was going to t- teach, that yeah. I should be open to everyone, and yeah. and no one should be um, special, basically. Yes. Um, and that was the expectation I had, and that was the thought I had, because I had seen other coaches do that, and maybe I was a little resentful or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I got into it, and then you realize that coaching, you can do that teaching. So I can do that teaching. Yeah. When I teach a class of a large group of people, I try to help everyone in there as much as I can. Yes. And, and, that, and, that, and that's, a, that's a dynamic between you and them, but it's in a large, you know, it's in a large group kind of setting. Yes. Um, but then, co- that's even another coaching is like th- 
coaching people, I enjoy, it's like a relationship. It's like yes. a dance partner, right? Yeah. And there's certain people that you're gonna click with more. Yeah. And that you're going to, they're going to click with you more and yeah. that you're going to um, benefit out of that relationship more than say like somebody that it's forced with, right? Yeah. And so, Ender, what are you doing with, to my cat. Yeah, I don't know, man, but it's really distracting. I'm like, I'm trying to have a good conversation yeah. in here, and you're over here like yeah. break dancing on the yeah. floor over there with my cat. Like, yeah, that's a, that's an odd dance relationship yeah. you have with the cat. Yeah, but but so yeah. but so but even with like people that I feel like I have that special relationship with, like yeah. a few of them you've had on the show, you know what I mean? Yeah. And but I've always I I don't think that anyone and, and I don't think any one person has every answer. Yes. Um. And, I, and 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 I've really kind of distanced myself from the from people that coached or taught that were in there that had that idea. And I've always told all, all those people that work with me who we enjoy that 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 relationship of like teacher coaching student relationship or whatever mm -hmm. to to go learn from others to, to and, and really push them to be like I know that you like what I do. Yeah. But that is a small section of what you need to learn, right? Yeah. You need to go work with all these other people, and you're in a really great place that um, you can go do that. You know yeah. what I mean? And and you know, between your peers of your of, of other students or other fighters or you know your teammates or other coaches that are there or even maybe other places. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, you 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 can pull from that tree of knowledge and, and, and make yourself a better fighter, better martial artist, hopefully better than, 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 you know, like anybody I coach or teach, I'm hoping at some point, they are better and have more knowledge than I do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and I watch um, the people that I work with grow and then come back. And the other thing is it's a learning experience for me because they come yeah. back and they, hey, I learned this from so-and-so. Yeah. And, and then, so I get to learn something. Yeah, so your knowledge expands. Yeah, well it's symbiotic. It's definitely yeah. not, you know, it's a very, I always try to make it a very symbiotic relationship. Yeah, it's not like a one-way street. I, I don't like yeah. a power dynamic uh, in, in, of that, of being like, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm God and yeah. you're the student. And I don't know, I don't like that very much. It just doesn't work for yeah. me. Some people it does, you know what I mean? And, uh, and it's great, but it just, it's never worked for me that way. Okay. I guess like, so... What have been, yeah, so, so through that symbiotic, like what have been, so you mentioned Nika, but what have been some other people that you've coached, where you've gotten, where you've gotten a lot of takeaway as well? Yeah. Uh, Shatrine, for sure. Shatrine that you had yeah, on. Yeah, we had on. Um, uh, and then how so for that? I don't know. It was just uh, right place, right time, right person kind of a thing. And um, I seem to find that uh, I enjoy training women as well. I don't know why that is. I just do. Um, I enjoy training men as well. So it's it's. But uh, I think because it, <laughs> it's a hard thing to say. But I think for yeah. women in fighting, it's a hard thing. Yes. And to feel safe. Yeah. Uh, because uh, because of the violence in the art, and because it's a very like. Uh, I mean, the ratio of men to women within fighting is is, is very. It's very skewed. skewed. Yes. Yes. And so, and uh, men have a tendency to be uh, awful to women. <laughs> and, yeah. And I think for me, it's it's like uh, I don't know. I guess they feel safe with me. You know what I mean? And because mm -hmm. my my agenda and my goal is not uh, there's no funny business within it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I enjoy training people in martial artists, and I and I, uh, for some reason I I just really clicked with a lot of women. Um, 
Chitrine and I uh, have had a, I don't know, I've, I have a really good relationship, uh, also outside of training with Shatrina. She's yeah. she's my friend, and I, yeah. I love her husband, and we've we've traveled together with my wife, and yeah. you know all of us have kind of done stuff and got like you know, and she tricked Pat into believing that they were going to Hawaii just to hang out with us, and then we trained with her yeah. the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, but uh, you know, uh, she's she's a person that I've learned a lot about how to be a better coach from. Mm -hmm. um, because we communicate, we talk to each other, and yeah. we are very honest with one another. Um, we're, 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 you know, we're not hurtful to one each other in that honesty, but we're just very honest with each other. Uh, and and she's brilliant. She's one yeah. possibly the most intelligent human being I've ever ever kind of experienced in my life. I mean, mm -hmm. she's uh, she's very experienced as far as like seeing the world and. She has a she has a degree from Yale. She speaks like five four yeah. or five languages. Yeah, she's now becoming a doctor. Becoming a doctor you know, yeah. and like, yeah, and I looked at Chitrina and I'm like, what did I do with my life? Like, yeah. you know, yeah. and I feel very blessed and very lucky that I can have such a special human being, mm -hmm. connect with her, make her feel safe, and uh, and learn from her, and and, and, and and give all every all the knowledge I could ever possibly want to give. I will I, I give to her. You know what I mean? So. Mm -hmm. And for somebody to accept it, and it's just, it's a, it's a really cool thing, you know? Um, I don't know if it's odd for people to see that, but, you know, you know. No, no it's just, no, it's, it's just like you said, like that coaching, like relationship. Yeah. It's, but I feel, yeah, it's, it's that symbiotic, symbiotic, cause you know, whoever you affect, yeah. they affect you the same way. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's the same thing. I'm kind of working on that with like someone else you had on right now is Morgan, Morgan Engelhart yeah. and I are, are, are working on a lot of stuff. Yeah. and. Um, Watching her grow is amazing, man. Watching her, like, watching things click. Yeah. Because she's a very gifted athlete. Yes, yeah, she is. Holy cow, is she a gifted athlete. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, uh, you know, James Yang is another guy. You yes. know what I mean? Like, uh, I love working with James. I mean, James, mm -hmm. you know, that we're peers and uh, learning uh, from each other. Because that, that guy is something special. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yes. he is something. He's going to, you know, I can't say enough nice things about that guy. I think he has... Uh, every aspect of, of what what you need to, to be successful at this yes yeah. um so and i'm i'm just really lucky to have people who want to learn from me that are like that you know mm -hmm. and, uh i've worked very hard for that too but i'm, I'm also very lucky to have that so yeah i love coaching so. okay and well let's talk about i know you uh i know you cornered Karos. Mm -hmm. yeah for, for one of so what was so for those who don't know Karos like uh, did fight for one FC, an international organization. Yeah, I know you went on some trips with him. Yeah, it was That's, awesome. Yeah, how was that? Um, yeah. It was amazing. I mean, uh, uh, so so Karos and I have been training together for thir thirteen years. Yeah, and I, I don't know if I consider myself. I mean, Matt, Matt is clearly everyone's coach at AMC. Yes. I mean, like yeah. that, but and Matt is clearly Karos's coach. I, I feel like I just helped along the process. Yeah. Because uh, um, we've just been training together for so long, and I mean, the, the the wealth of knowledge I learned from doing that was unreal. But it's also <laughs> he's like you know he was a grooms in my wedding. He's like yeah. I love the guy like a brother. Yeah. It's uh, it, 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 every time we've gone on on like whenever he's fought, and we've been on these trips together, whether it be in the U.S. or be in Asia. Um, I feel like there's stories I'm going to carry with me for the rest of my life. Yeah. No, you know, and he didn't win all those fights. You know what I mean? And he didn't perform to his uh, best ability for all those fights. He knows that. 
and that that part's really hard. You know what I mean? But I think in the long run of things, like it doesn't matter because yeah. the, the the bond that we had and the stories we have and the things that we've learned about each other uh, along the way are things that 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 I sometimes don't even remember a lot of the fights. I just remember the experience. The experience, yeah, and like. You know, traveling around the world with my brother. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Because yeah. him and I are kind of goofballs together. You know, he's a lot of people don't know Karos because he's he doesn't. It's not that he's not friendly. He's just not really open to a lot of people. Yeah. But yeah. I, and I'm, I'm very lucky that him and I are, are close like that. And we we uh, we're the old timers now. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like when I hear hey. these stories about yeah. like Ivan and Josh yeah. and like yeah. you know and. Uh, you know, I go to other, I go to other places and like hear yeah. the stories of the old timers, and it's yeah. like I think Carlos are like uh, he's like, dude, I think we are. I that, think we the, become the old. We timers. are those guys now because yeah. we have a lot of really fun, sometimes scary stories, you know, yeah. and uh, <laughs> sometimes ridiculous yeah. stories, you know, and um, and it's stuff like you know, it, it's things that we say like we'll tell our grandkids, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna have grandkids. But, <laughs> I'm not having kids. Yeah. But things I'll tell other kids people's, of grandkids. Yeah, you yeah. know, and so yeah. it's. And it was such an amazing experience for me to to be on uh, on a big car in like Asia and experience a, a, a much different culture about fighting than the U.S. I mean, yeah. so much different culture than fighting uh, about fighting than the U.S. Uh, because of how deep the tradition of martial arts, just in yeah. general. I mean, I, I believe everybody kind of agrees that next to Greece, it's probably the birthplace of martial martial arts. You know, yeah. um, so. You know, the the rich history and the the love and the knowledge uh, that these these people have, and the hunger that they have. Because, man, like a lot of these, like we, you know, the U.S. has a lot of fighters that are, that come from bad backgrounds and bad and poverty, and, and they fight and they, and they fight their way out of it. And you can argue it's very exploitative, and, and it could be. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And, and and I would say, you know, it it probably is. And, and then you then you go to Cambodia. And you see people that live in real poverty, and you see people that uh, the only—that's the only thing they have. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and they will—it's it's life or death, like true life or death for them. And this is a, a, a you know the opportunities that they received uh, to 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 have a better life for them, and not only them but their families. It's uh, it was very humbling, and it was very made me very appreciative of what I have. Mm -hmm. And um, but it was all so so very inspiring. Uh, I, I I tell the story and it, we we we, we kind of giggled about yeah. it at the time, but um, but then it, it really kind of put perspective. We, we, I went to one FC for a fight in Cambodia, and it was the yeah. first time that there was a, an event in Cambodia. Yeah, and they had a, a four-man tournament for uh, uh, four Cambodian fighters. Yeah, and whoever won, I, I believe, I, and I don't remember correctly, but I believe he got a contract in one FC. Okay, and so. You know they have rules and regulations. You you, you yes. have to wear protective. You have to wear a cup. Yeah. Well, these guys had no idea what that was. They had never trained with one. They, yeah. I, they didn't know what it was, and yeah. so they literally had to borrow other people's uh, groin protectors. Like another competitor. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. and like they literally had to share, and they they yeah. had two for each side, and then yeah. whoever you know, and, and it was they were Muay Thai cups, which are, you know, and it was like. It, 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 it put a lot of perspective um, about the difference, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how raw that was. Like, these, you know, 
these guys didn't even kind of didn't even realize like what you know like that that was a thing and and uh and i don't know it, it was I, I know it sounds very simple and we were kind of giggling about it you know and but that was very ethnocentric of us to just to think like oh how funny it is that they don't know what that is yeah but it's because they never had the experience of that yeah they've so, been exposed to it yeah and so it was and then I start thinking about their training, and I'm like, oh, those poor guys, you know yes. what I mean? Because like, yeah. I don't know how many times you've been kicked in the groin, but I've been kicked in the groin a lot in my life. So yeah. it's like, uh, oh, yeah. so, you know, and it's never fun, even with a cup on. So mm -hmm. it's, you know, and I had a lot of kind of, you know, retrospective thought about it, and I was like, man, kudos to those guys, because, and the way those guys fought was, like, like it was, the way they fought was, they had, uh, the, the, they were not going to lose. No matter, I mean, that was like it, it was like the heart, more yeah. heart than I've ever, I think I've ever seen. It was pretty amazing to watch, actually. So, mm -hmm. and the technical side of it didn't matter because yeah. you just saw somebody who was fighting for their existence. And so, you know, I don't. You can argue that's pretty kind of exploitative, but uh, I think it's not because they didn't. You know, where else would they be? Yeah. So. Yeah. But I mean that that, exp that experience is really amazing, you know what I mean? And, and and being around other cultures and places I never thought I'd go to, you know, it's a it's great. <laughs> I hope I hope it doesn't yeah. end. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm not dead yet, so you know I'm yeah. hoping like you know I don't know if Karras will fight again. You know I don't. He's, he's had yeah. a kind of a, a he's a kind of a yeah impasse of this you know or, mm -hmm. a, or a fork in the road of this career and yeah. um, you know and he knows that. He needs me. He just has to ask. I'll be there, you know. And, and so, but you know, I look to guys like you and James, and you know, some of the other other people at AMC that hoping that you know that the, you guys, if you want to continue on with this, that we we can all do it together as as a family. And I get to get to use you guys to go see more of the world. <laughs> yeah, you know? more of the world. No, but it, it is interesting though, like just like what you said, like how other cultures view martial arts. Yeah, because you know, as a Filipino, uh, coming from the Philippines, right. I know it's. It's just, I don't know how, how else to say, but it's like, there's just, there's just a different, because I feel like, okay, I'm a martial artist here, but people don't, like, the average person doesn't get that. Right. Whereas in, well, like, well, so I was just in the Philippines in March, and then when, when I say, like, that's, like, my family members, or, like, even, not even, like, people, like, People I just met, they 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 understand or they they right. know what. I guess it's just, I don't know. Like I want to say it's like fighting. It's a fighting culture. It's right. Like, yeah. like, okay. Very much. So. Yeah. It's yeah. like they they get it. Like oh okay. Yeah. Whereas like for here, the average like whoa you you do that. Yeah yeah you yeah. get the oh stay yeah. away oh yeah. oh I gotta watch out yeah. for you and you're like well yeah. no I'm also a yeah. civil human being yeah. like I don't just yeah if, no. I, if I, I don't just go punch things when I have a problem with it you know what I mean yeah where I think like yeah when you go to a different culture that like that's just kind of really st steeped in their culture you know what i mean um which it is in america as well but it's yeah. just a different kind of outlook you know what i mean it's yeah. a different style it's like i think uh, in a lot of um like asian cultures especially it's like it's it, it, it's 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 development for survival yes where it's development in the u.s i think uh because we're, we're in comparison to such a young culture yes. is more about sport yeah. right so whereas in you get into some of especially like the philippines you get into like some of their the, the martial arts there it's it's about survival it's yes. not it's not about a competition it's about yeah. uh, hurting someone yeah quickly 
in, you know what I mean? And so, um, I think that they, yeah, I think that they get it more, you know what I mean? And there's no, there's not this weird kind of idea that we're all dumb meatheads yeah. that are just punching each other in the face, you know what yeah. I mean? I also blame <laughs> the UFC on that a little bit, yeah. uh, because uh, I I love the sport of MMA, yeah, very much so. Uh, the fans, not my favorite at times, yeah, especially in America. No, that's a good point, but I think it's it's like the way it's advertised here. It's, yeah, I I think the UFC is yeah. a pretty stinky product, but that's yeah. just me. I, I, it's clearly successful, so you yeah, know what I mean. It's worth. Yeah, I mean, I do think it's gotten a little bit better now that they've had like you know been on Fox, where they're kind of trying to make it more of a like a legitimate yeah. sport instead yeah. of a like a like a dog and pony blood show. You know yeah. what I mean? But yeah, it's still, you know, and that also might be where we're at. I mean, the place that we developed ourselves and the place that we um, chose to, to to craft our martial art is much more. It's clearly steeped in much more Asian culture and, and traditional martial arts than say. Um, maybe some other gyms around the U.S. and mm-hmm. a lot of the like, kind of, for lack of a better term, meat heady, like, not that we don't have them, but you know, they don't they don't tend to enjoy it there as much. You yeah. Know? yeah. Especially because we have you know outside of fighting, we have a lot of com- talks about comic books and video games and yeah, you know, there's a lot of nerds at AM at no, AMC, there, there so, are. Yeah. So it's, I, I think, it, and I'm really I'm really happy for that because it, it's uh, the culture there is. Is uh, pretty fantastic. Yes, I agree. And there's uh, there's other gyms that are like that too. You know what I yeah. mean? There's, there's other gyms in this area that are like that. Oh, yeah. You know, so you know, I just uh, I think, um, but it's hard for the for the general public to understand why we do what we do. Yes. And I think a big part of my growth in this is is acceptance of that, mm. yeah. because it's not for American culture. It's not a normality for us. To, it's, it's not like. We don't have this weird "we need to survive" kind of, you know, thing for the most part. Especially, you know, some people do clearly, because you know. But yeah. I, I didn't grow up that way. I didn't need martial arts because I was in a bad place where I needed to survive physically. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's hard for people to grasp the concept of why or why we even want to do it. Yes. And I and I think um, they never will. Yeah. Well, it's it's just. Yeah, no, but I feel yeah that acceptance is, yeah, is is a part of it because it's something that people just can't wrap their head around because it's almost they can't understand the choice right. to do so, but you know I mean but that's just like one thing that you know that you decide to that you decide to embrace if you, right. you want to be part of that. Well, I, I mean, I kind of have a theory about it is that like I that. I think that it's born within you. I think that there's certain yeah. people that are just drawn to that. Yeah, and I I. I and I mean, I don't have you know empirical evidence. The best evidence I have is the example of the people that I know, <laughs> and the people that I know who enjoy doing this literally span um, kind of all facets of society, from doctors to lawyers to construction workers to uh, drug addicts to you know you know what I mean. And I, I think you know I wasn't a tough guy growing up. I was like I got picked on. You know I was a nerd. They got picked on and. Mm-hmm. I was still just drawn to it, just drawn to it, even, and it wasn't um, about revenge or, you know, there is a part of it that I wanted to feel more confident in myself and feel more safe with myself because of, you know, you know, being picked on, which is, you know, but I I was always drawn to it. Even as a kid, I I feel like I was drawn to it. So I I think it's just something that's, the the warrior spirit, I guess, for a lack of a better term, is something that's 
that's born in people. Mm-hmm. And it's born in people that you wouldn't think it would be. You would, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. Like, it, it's a very surprising thing. I think Ender is a good example of yeah. that, right? Like, yeah. Ender is not somebody that if you met that you would think is like this kid who's like, Oh, what did you do? Tra- for training and yeah. in, in, in cage fighting. For, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Since he was what? What? Fourteen? Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. Well, and if you met him, you would yeah. be like, look, at, yeah. he's like, he looks like just a tall, gangling yeah. nerd. You yeah. Know what I mean? Which like, he is. Which I was yeah. too. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. you know, I mean. No, but the, no, you bring up a very interesting point. I mean, I think, in essence, like that's. But I what wish a motherfucker would. No, but anyways. No, 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 no. But it, it's true. Like, like you said, like. And that's what I feel too, just in like just doing doing this show and interviewing people such as yourself and my other guests. It's it bring it brings that up. It brings up like okay, why? Because we you know also different you know from like you know you, Shatrine, Morgan, James, like uh, I mean Irving, diff- people from different walks of life, yeah. from vastly different walks of life, but all came coming to you know. Yeah, I mean. I guess, yeah. Dude, look at Carol's. Yeah. Do you think that if AMC didn't exist, him and I would even? <laughs> no. No. Like, I mean, yeah. like, I mean, like, and I don't want to put like that kind of like you know, like look at him and look at me, like in how you, you yeah. know, but clearly very different lives, yeah. very different people, like, yeah. um, actually not that different of people, but uh, but, but on the surface looks. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. You know, I mean, where it's, what it's culture would I have been? In? Yeah. I mean, yeah. where 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 would I have intersected? With? Where where else would you have? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't have. You know what I mean? And. Yeah. Uh, uh, so like I, like I said, I don't have any true data of like this is it's born in people, but yeah. I mean, I mean you're, you're talking about Shatrine who scored 98 percent in the MCAT, yeah, 98 got accepted yeah. in one of the hardest medical schools in the U.S. Yeah, within a week of applying, you know what I mean? So it's not like I hang out with a lot of those people either, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's that's it's, another unique intersection, right? From there. You know, yeah. so and and. Um, so I, I think it's just kind of yeah I think I think it's bred within people I'm not bred but born within people to, to just drive that way I mean Scott's another guy like yes I've known Scott for 11 12 years yeah and I if AMC didn't exist I wouldn't know Scott we're just yeah. two, two different people you know what I mean that enjoy yeah. very different things and um, you know I'm really lucky that Scott's I've known Scott for that long drives me nuts. You drive me, you drive me fucking nuts, Scott. Like, no joke. You drive me batty, but I love uh, you dearly. Yeah. But, like, I, I don't, you know what I mean? Him and I have had great, you know, like, yeah. great times together, and, and yeah. uh, I've learned a lot from Scott, you know, and I hope Scott's learned a lot from me, so. And, yeah, so, I mean, I think the greatest thing for me being a coach is literally watching people grow. Well, yeah. I've known you since you were, what, you know me six, since I was 16. 16 yeah, yeah so, it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, and yeah. to watch you grow not just as a martial yeah. artist, but as a man and like as a human yeah. being, you know, it's yeah. like, it's like uh, I, I feel very privileged it's, and lucky to, to, yeah. to have that with a lot of really great people. Yeah. So. No, and that's no, that, 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 that's another thing. That's another thing that I feel uh, when I got into it and I, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about the relationship. <laughs> we all know how you got into it. Yeah, I know we all Who's know how. to fight a dude? Yeah, to fight somebody. <laughs> yeah, no, no, for sure. It, it's no, it's just funny. That's my me. favorite story. <laughs> I wanted to go beat up a dude. So yeah, my, like, great, my great plan. Yeah, yeah. So like, but that's why Carol's got into it. Carol's yeah. got into it because he was getting drunk and getting yeah. in street fights. You know what yeah. I mean? And so he's like, oh, I want to learn how to beat somebody up beat quicker. Somebody up quicker. And imagine, yeah. you know, you yeah. think about like if 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 fighting wasn't there, like. Car- 
Carol's might not be. Yeah, yeah it might not be. And, and like, there's yeah. a, there's yeah. a, like I said, it spans all like society, right? So yeah. there's a lot of people that I think that if it wasn't here, that we'd all have a lot different perspective on who they are because I don't think that they would be doing good things. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's a, it's a yeah unique intersection. It's a unique outlet. Yeah, sure. It very much right. is. So. Yeah, and that's yeah, no, but like you said, it's definitely exposed. It exposes you to people that you wouldn't necessarily think that you would you know i never thought i'd be hanging out with a 15 year old kid yeah so yeah i'm still wondering because like, yeah, here's so yeah. like i don't mean to break from like yeah the pancreation philosophy thing and yeah. fighting but does he all always just not pay attention and play on his phone yeah he yeah. always does that like um, like in, 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 in the last episode he was he was like trying to throw cards like gambit when no, you're just so disinterested in what people yeah. have to say that you just like. Uh, well, no, I watch he's, it later. He's just, he's just, he's just the classic. It's just that new generation. So you, you, that's yeah. why I know I'm getting old. I'm like, I'm getting annoyed I don't by need teenagers. To watch you guys, because I'm like, making the video. <laughs> but you have no interest. I mean, yeah. you're the one, yeah, you're they're filming the video. But you have no yeah. interest in what what the people. I are. have a ton of interest, but yeah. clearly. Yeah. All right. Well, that like I can't argue with that because that's a fair statement because I get distracted by cats yeah. as well. Yeah. So, and she's uh, she's amazing. Yeah. Oh. My cat's amazing. As there she's you licking your rear end right now. <laughs> <laughs> Not the moment. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. next to my wife. That's the love of my life right there. Oh. So. Uh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, unique intersection, unique outlet. Um, well, speaking of that, I know you you also are into pro wrestling. Yeah. So, yeah. And I know that's. Well, surprise. Yeah, I know, surprise, right? No, but that's the thing. I think a lot of people aren't really aware of the connection between pro wrestling and martial arts. The, so to me, pro wrestling is a martial art. Yes. And there's a good example I can give of this. So you talked to James about Wushu, right? Yes. And Wushu is based in a reality of yeah. fighting, right? Yeah. But it turned into a performance it's art. Performance art. Yeah. Right. So pro wrestling is steeped in legit grappling. Yes. It's steeped in legit grappling and it has grown into a performance art that is much different. Yes. So I am and I approach pro wrestling uh, very much like I approach martial arts because it, to me it is another form of martial arts. Yes. Um, and all you MMA fans that <laughs> shit on pro wrestling, <laughs> let me give you a little history lesson. Without yeah. pro wrestling, uh, you wouldn't have your beloved sport of MMA. It's true. Because yeah. MMA comes from very distinctly from very two, very much two places. And I'm going to say clearly Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, right? And Valley Tudo. Yes. But the other part is Japan. Yes. And a lot of that comes from pancreas. And pancreas was all what we call in pro wrestling works, right? When you really fight, it's called a shoot in pro wrestling. Yeah. When you have a work, meaning you, you know, you have a work is not real. If you go look at Matt Hume versus Ken Shamrock, right? In pancreas. Yeah. That was a work. Yes. Now they're really punching and kicking each other, but it was a clear, clearly, clearly decided who was going to win, predetermined who was going to win. And, and and. You know, I don't think that anybody could beat Matt Hume with a shoot with with a Northern Lights suplex yeah. roll over into a yeah. Kimura. Yeah. Right. So when when MMA guys shit on pro wrestling, it really bothers me, and it, it, and, it, and that's because it's it's these American once again yeah. these American fans because yeah. the Japanese don't do that. Yeah. They don't it's understand. The they they don't yeah. understand that that without pro wrestling, um, you wouldn't have MMA. Yeah. Uh, down to the business model of the UFC, FC, because yeah. MMA was dead in America, yes. right? Until until it was bought by Zufa, right? Yeah. And what Zufa did was they looked at the model of the WWE <laughs> and said they're really successful. Yes. They literally copied it, like head to toe, on how to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, 
the intersection between pro wrestling and MMA is is great, and and, and it's clear because you have yeah. pro wrestlers coming into MMA, mm -hmm. right? Some of them are successful, you know. Some of them are not. Yeah. And you have MMA guys going into pro wrestling, and generally they're are clearly a lot more successful in it. Yeah. Um, but you know, like even on the pro, there's a really healthy time right now of pro wrestling on the independent circuit. So when I say indie pro wrestling, I mean guys that are not signed with like big companies like. Uh, the WWE, TNA, New Japan, right? Mm -hmm. And um, in that, there's, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's the top tier is a very kind of small community, but below that, that's a really big community. Mm -hmm. So that top tier community goes around and kind of works with the smaller community, okay. right? And so you have guys like Matt Riddle, who was undefeated in the UFC. Yeah. He just didn't like their drug testing policies, and so he got into indie pro wrestling. And now he's making more money than he was in the UFC. Yeah. You've got Tom Lawler. Oh yeah, also Philly Tom Waller, who's yeah. making a ton yeah. of money. Yeah. You got guys, uh, a guy named Jeff Cobb, who wrestled in the 2004 Olympics, right? Oh, wow. And he's making, and he's getting, you know, over. He's starting to work over in Japan, and, and so you got, and, and then back in Japan, you have guys like uh, Suzuki, yeah. right? You know, you have Sakuraba, yeah. you know what I mean, to, who are still pro wrestling to this day, and yeah. um, Ken Shamrock, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. uh, uh, you know, Bobby Lashley. It's, yeah. it's like, so when. Chael Shonen, when Chael yeah. Shonen comes up and, and, and he cut when he the way he got his title fights cutting by cutting promos. these promos, yeah. they are direct lines from superstar Billy Graham from the Northwest Territory, right yeah. from back in the seventies. Yeah. And so, you know, you have uh, like Ronda Rousey who's now wrestling for the WWE, but she was always in love with pro wrestling. I yeah. mean, her second father after you know her, her father who passed away. Her second father was Judo Jean LaBelle, yeah. who's one of the most legit badasses ever in the history of mankind, right? Yeah. And he was a pro wrestler, but he was also a legit judo player. A judo player. And his one of his best friends was Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah. That's how Ron, Rowdy Piper gave Ronda the name. Oh, wow. Oh, Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Right. He, he bestowed it onto her from him. So, you know, when, when, when you look at pro wrestling and MMA, they're, they are married. They're... Yeah, they may be stepbrothers. You know what I mean. Yeah. They don't get along, or you know what I mean. But the relations. That but it, it, there's no denying that they're yeah. married together, and, and that's why, like, Japan. You would hear about in Japan. Oh, they really like we, before. Really, people knew that that pro wrestling was a was was a work. You know what I mean. You'd always hear like talk about eighties, nineties. You always hear about oh, well, in Japan they really do it for real, because they were. I mean, they were pro wrestling, and they and they were predetermined. But those guys were railing each other, and from that came what's known as the strong style, right? Where, and the kind of pancreas grew out of like a lot of the strong style. And to this yeah. day, if you go watch New Japan Pro Wrestling compared to the WWE, this, the style of New Japan compared to the WWE is like, New Japan, those guys are kicking the fucking shit out of each other, Damn. right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. like, and, and a lot of MMA guys, they don't, I don't think they understand how hard pro wrestling is. It is way more dangerous than fighting. And it is hurts way more than fighting. It hurt. I mean, I wrestled last night. Yeah. And I had an unprotected, what we call a super kick, which is a side kick, mm -hmm. right to my jawline. As hard as a guy could. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Unprotected. Like, just hit me right in the jawline. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he missed his kick and he, he threw it really hard. And it, you know, I can't close my jaw today. You know what I mean? And, it, and I knew it was coming. And I have to still take it. Yeah. So that's a, it's just a... It's a whole different ball game, and like, I I have always loved it as a kid. Like I said, I was always kind of trying to combat, but yeah, I, I I've only been doing it for about two and a half years, and I've really fallen in love with it, man. Mm -hmm. Like it's really kind of revitalized me with martial arts, and it's it's made me really appreciate 
kind of martial arts more and, and want to be doing more for martial arts and um, because I have what they call a shoot background, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it's it's caused me to kind of want to, because grappling is clearly not my strong suit, but it's, it's caused me to want to go back and learn grappling and transition a lot of it yeah. to uh, pro wrestling, to, 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 to a pro style, yeah. so, is what, as they call it. So, yeah. um, And I love it, man. And it's uh, it's been really cool. It's a, it's a totally different journey, you know what yeah. I mean? And uh, it's, <laughs> the people in pro wrestling are sometimes not yeah. my favorite as well. Um, yeah. and that's within wrestlers, but also within uh, the, the crowd. Uh, but there's all it's it's kind of like anything, man. You know yeah. what I mean? There's some really yeah, amazing, yeah. cool people that I'm really glad that I've 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 grown to know. And yeah. a lot it, it's so funny because um, the pro wrestling crowd is so accepting of MMA, right? But but the MMA crowd is not so accepting of pro wrestling. Yeah. But but because the, the pro wrestling crowd is so full of misfits and, <laughs> and, and so diverse as far as what they do. Yeah. You know what I mean? That they're so accepting of, of MMA, and, and a lot of them now transition. To doing MMA to make their pro wrestling much better, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is it's fun to see, you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, it's fun. Pro wrestling's fun. I never thought I'd be like jumping <laughs> off, <laughs> jumping jump off. Yeah, there's a lot of weird shit I've done in the last two and a half years that I was like, hmm, never thought I'd be doing that at almost the age of forty. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> then I, I have yeah. a blast every time, and it's it's really yeah. fun, you know. Yeah. So, and you know, I, I I'm happy that I can do both things, you know. And, still my body's still working enough <laughs> to do, do both things right now so yeah yeah, yeah no and and the, that that's a real interesting point you bring up about a lot of people uh because when, when they see when they see grappling like because grappling pro wrestling that is it, just grappling but it's just yeah with the intention so yeah. we, we, they'll call it chain wrestling or catch wrestling yeah. um so when you and i work like uh, a flow drill yeah or or if you and I work like uh, kind of just flow grappling where we'll catch something release it you know yeah. it's not it's not it's not a spar it's kind of like a there's not a real struggle it's a half struggle half like just working through things yeah that's catch it I mean that's yeah. catch that's that's chain and pro wrestling yeah um, if you go look at guys in the indie circuit right now like a guy named Timothy Thatcher he won't even hit the ropes you know what I mean he won't do any of the slipping and something he won't even ropes it's just grappling right in the middle and and um, uh, pro wrestling is getting a little bit more back to that, like because that's that's its birth was that, like yeah, was the root when they really yeah. when, when pro wrestling first started, it was when really would, guys when like, they would really crank. Yeah, yeah, it was legit yeah. like wrestlers. Yeah, um, wrestling each other, and then the, it kind of got into the carny stage of it. You know what I mean? And then started it started turning more into works, and then yeah. it, it kind of grew into like heel and face. Heel's a bad guy, face is a good guy, and then it just developed into what it is now. And then yeah. it had like obviously a clear big explosion in the eighties. <clears throat> when, when you know when the WWF kind of stopped because it was all territories, right? Mm -hmm. And so you'd have a champion, and he'd go work those territories, right? Yeah, the Northwest North Wrestling Alliance, and you know, and so Vince McMahon turned the WWF into the WWF, and he decided that the world was his territory, and so and they started making gimmicks where it was more gimmicky, where it was like you know you had like Coco Beware, all those like. Oh, like the junkyard dog, all like Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That really grew a lot. I mean, it started in like the 70s, but yeah. it really grew in the 80s and then into the 90s. And then, you know, it still grows to this day that way. But, yeah. Yeah. But it was much different. I mean, like, if you go back and, and look at like early pro wrestling, those guys were really legit grapplers. No, no that, that's the thing because I remember, and I just looked, because I was so. I remember, like, just in terms of my own, like, I, I was aware of what pro wrestling was, but right. I was like, oh, that's different. But then as I, you know, got 
because I wrestled in high school and then I also, you know, trained grappling. And then just looking, now I was just curious and I, I'm an inquisitive, so I just looked into like the history of pro wrestling and it's it's interesting to me, like the, it, 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 it is a martial art, like the yeah. wrestling, and then cause wrestling. <laughs> it's a so, theatric martial art. Yeah, it's a theatric, it is a theatric martial art and it, but it stems <coughs> from, you know, it's, it's like you said, like similar to James's thing, like it, it was real martial art, but then it became performance, Thick. like from there. And I mean, really just due to just like yeah. safety issue. And then yeah, things. I mean, yeah. you want to talk about control of your body. Some of the things yeah. that these guys can do yeah. is unreal. There's a lot of the flipping and that kind of stuff is really unreal. And like yeah. the ability for them to do that. Mm -hmm. But the thing that really fascinates me that I had to learn mm -hmm. was the ability to throw a strike yeah. without the intention of hurting someone, but to make it look make like, it look like yeah. and I'm not gonna lie. I mean, you learn like when I kick in pro wrestling, I they kick him in the chest. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm killing the business here because I probably shouldn't, <laughs> you know. But like, uh, and I, I I struggle with this to, to like you know because I'm I'm pretty good kicker. Yeah. And um, True. and so <laughs> you know what I mean? I had I was I, I had to get um I had to, I, I had to learn so much con more control, mm -hmm. right? And so. At first, I would really hold back because I didn't want to injure anybody, and they would be like, "No, you need to lay those in more." Mm -hmm. And then I'll never forget. I really laid one in, like guy, a guy on his knees, and I was just basically throwing low kicks, but into his chest. Mm -hmm. And he, and it was the first time a person was like, "He's like, no, lay him in." Yeah. So I hit him probably like eighty or ninety percent, right? Like, mm -hmm. dude, he was bruised for three weeks across his whole chest and his arms. You know what I mean? And um, I realized, okay, so that's probably not the best way to do it. So out of it, I, I, I've learned a lot of control, you know what I mean? And I've learned like a lot of things that I can really do well in kickboxing. Yeah. Um, I can't really translate to, to pro wrestling until yeah. I get better because I, 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 I'm not, I don't want to injure anybody. You yeah. know what I mean? Because the goal is not to injure them, you know yeah. what I mean? And so um, that's why I also think it's martial art because there's a lot of control. Yeah. And there's a lot of like um, knowledge, man. There's a yeah. lot of like... Uh, and, and a lot of history and knowledge and yeah. like um, it's a subculture too like yeah. like fighting is there's a lot of like kind of rules and regulations of how to interact with other people in a locker room and like um, things that you do you know what I mean that you have to learn and a lot of like verbiage and a lot of like nomenclature that you have to learn and, and it's like if you don't know it you're going to struggle but it's but you, you, you learn it and you, you sometimes learn it the hard way you know, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I haven't learned too much the hard way, um, mm -hmm. but, you know, I mean, so, I mean, it's, and it's so different than, than jujitsu or yeah. Muay Thai, you know what I mean? There's names and things for moves yeah. and, and, and there's, there's sequences and things like that. And so it's, it's a dance, man. Yeah. And you, you, it's a, at times can be a very, very dangerous dance. Yes. And some of the things that these guys do is, um, mind-blowing and then I also think there's something that like if somebody's not a very good athlete in, in mixed martial arts they kind of get weeded out a little bit right yeah. like yeah um, that doesn't happen a lot of time in pro wrestling okay um, there's a lot of guys uh, that may have a really good gimmick but aren't maybe the best athletes and um, and um, that can be a little scary at times you know what I mean oh, okay. I see. Um, yeah. and so and then there's guys that can do things that they don't have a lot of control over, but they continue to do them, and you're at their mercy a little bit, yeah. Uh, unless you decide to choose not to do it, and that's scary in itself as well. You know what I mean? When guys are doing some kind of crazy things that um, they maybe shouldn't 
because they don't have a lot of control over it. Yes. And so you have to really find a balance of not breaking your neck all the time. Yeah. You know? yeah. You know, or not getting you know your face smashed in because the guy's coming off the ropes and and, and you know just, you know what I mean. So and I've seen it. I've, I've watched guys uh, like you know take like take take like a chair shot the wrong way. Oh. And uh, you know in the league that I was in when it was really underground and it's not so much anymore. I was like because I had corner experience. I was like the medical guy for a long time. <laughs> now we have like yeah. legit medical people, right? Yeah. And I'll yeah. never forget this guy kind of got hit. With a chair the wrong way, we call it getting get it the hard way. Like, cause you know, in pro wrestling they gig and they'll bleed, yeah. right? They'll take a blade and cut themselves. Called gigging. Yeah. But he took a chair shot the wrong way, and it's called getting get, get the hard way. And then everybody came back, and I put on my gloves, and I the gash was like here in his head, and I separated it, and all I saw was skull, Ooh. and it looked like somebody took a spoon and just scooped his head out. Like the, his flesh out of his head, yeah. And I was like, "There's nothing I can do for you. You need to go to the emergency room." Yeah. And he ended up getting like ten staples in his head. Damn. You know. And I watched guys like on purpose take bamboo shoots and get them smacked into their head. You know what I mean? And like they're bleeding everywhere. And I'm like, and I don't do that, right? So that's not a part of pro wrestling that I want to do. Yeah. But when you start doing that, like, or guys what they call tack bumps, where they'll literally take out a bag of tacks and they'll be on the ring, and then they'll take a bump, they'll get slammed on it. You know what I mean? And they'll have tacks all over them. And I like, I don't have any desire for that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you start putting that element in it, and guys don't have a lot of control of themselves, there's a lot of variables that can go bad. Yeah. And guys do it, man. And they're crazy. They're insane. And some are really gifted athletes that'll do it. You know what I mean? And some of them are not. But they have a love and passion for it. So, you know, you got to... And so it, it, it gets a little scary at times. But, man, it's it's... It's a lot of fun. <laughs> so yeah, and then you were just telling me that you, you and your uh, tag team partner was won the title. Yeah, yeah. So the, 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 there's a league in in, in the yeah. area uh, that we we work in, and uh, um, you know, winning titles is not like winning an MMA title, right? So yeah. it's like clearly not, you know. What yeah. I mean? yeah. But uh, the, what it usually is is um, a a lot of times you'll hear guys in, in pro wrestling saying titles don't mean anything, and, and generally they don't. Right, because it's, it's all predetermined, right? Mm -hmm. But the, the 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 thing that makes you feel good about it is that that whoever's promoting or booking that now has said, "Hey, you've worked hard enough, and you're over with, and you've worked the crowd where the crowd either hates you or loves you enough, mm -hmm. and you've done enough work. We're like, we trust you to kind of to make sure you're kind of leading in the in, in the company in that part of it. You know what I mean? And um, and so it's it's basically a uh, a handshake to say, "Hey, good job." Yeah. And so that, that part feels really good, you know what I mean? Um, because, I mean, I, I've sacrificed a lot for MMA, but also, yeah. you know, in the last two and a half years for pro wrestling, yeah. you know? And, yeah. Um, it was nice, you know what I mean? It doesn't really mean anything, <clears throat> uh, I guess, as far as other than, like, I'm really good at being a jerk, you know what I mean? No, but Because no, I'm a heel, right? Yeah, I, yeah, Al and I are, are, yeah. are, 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 are a heel tag, so yeah. we're bad guys. Yeah. And, you know, and... Um, We've approached enough where, like Al's an old vet. Al, Al's been wrestling in Indy for a long time, right? I haven't, and I've learned a lot from Al. And so, yeah. <clears throat> we, uh, we, we've obviously done enough work, and it makes. And the other part too is it has to make sense for the company. You know what I yeah. mean? So, because it's all a business. This is all. It's all a business, right? And so, but it's yeah. it's nice to get like the handshake and the like. Good job, man. You put the yeah. work in to, for us to let you do this for a while. You know yeah. what I mean? And then we'll pass it on to whoever else that they choose for yeah. us to give it to, and because they're, they're the next in line and. 
I find it weird, and this is the one thing I find about when guys really get an ego about winning and losing and having yes. titles, especially in small independent pro yeah. wrestling. Like, you get in the yeah. WWE, I, that's yeah. a whole different ball game. It's a different kind of. Yeah, game but you know, I mean, for me, like, when I last night was fun. Yeah, just part it was. Of the, it was yeah. just, it's it's just like every, it's, like it's what it should be. It was yeah. like Enjoy what MMA and is yeah. and what pro wrestling is. It's just fun. It was just fun. You know, yeah, what I mean? and that's all it should yourself. be. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, and then you get to walk around with titles and pretend like you're a badass, <laughs> yeah. you know, and you're like, um, but it's fun, you know. So talk about, I think, an interesting part of pro wrestling is, like you said, the crowd work. So talk about yeah, that. I mean, you I... You said, like, being a jerk, and you expand upon that? <laughs> so yeah. one of the guys I've learned from that I've yeah. been in, like, a, like a what, called a heel faction with this guy, uh, yeah. Drew Smith, or he goes by Syrian. Yeah. And he has four, <laughs> four rules. I don't know if they're the best rules, but one of them is, uh, get your shit in. Okay. Get over with the crowd. Yeah. Uh, uh, matching gear, if you can. Yeah. Safety if there's time. <laughs> but no, like. Uh, but uh, so, for me, uh, the so, <laughs> there's a joke also that like half of ninety five percent of pro wrestling is just gear. It's, it's just like gear. we just get the costume ourselves. <laughs> we just get the costume ourselves, right? Just, so it's not anything about pro wrestling. It's just like get to walk out. Ooh, where are we going for tights today? You know yeah, what I mean? Are we yeah. gonna match? You know, like. And it's uh, <laughs> it's the uh, um, but no, like uh, so. I think in I'm a pr pretty nice guy, um, generally. I, I have my crabby moments. Um, uh, but for me, I, saw, I, I get booked as a, a heel, or so a bad guy. And yeah. so in pro wrestling, getting cheers or getting, getting booed is just as good as getting cheered, right? Mm -hmm. So my job when I go out there um, is to make that crowd hate me mm -hmm. as much as possible. Yeah. Right, get that strong reaction. Right, and so there's a line. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's certain things you probably shouldn't do, and a lot of times guys cross those lines. Yeah, uh, and you also have to fit it within your character. So I'm in a bad guy group. Uh, they, they, everybody knows I'm a shoot shoot guy, so I do MMA. Yeah. But I'm also kind of built as an old man, like an old crabby man, right? So <laughs> yeah. like old man Sage, you know what yeah. I mean? And so, um, so you know, like, and you have to know your audience, and you have to know who you're working, right? So last night, I, uh, Al and I wrestled a, a, a woman tag team. That yeah. are sisters, named the Hall sisters, okay. and they work everywhere, right? And they're from Canada, and we and and so, um, you know, I don't agree with misogyny, right? Clearly, yes. yeah. But how? What's and I, we're in Seattle, right? So yeah. that's a big. What's gonna cause what's a big trigger, action? right? Yeah, yeah it's trigger. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, got some snowflakes. Yeah. So yeah. like, yeah, yeah. You know, what's yeah. but seriously, what is gonna trigger that crowd to boo me? Mm -hmm. I'm wrestling two women. Yeah. Misogyny. Yeah. Misogyny. Yeah. Right. But because I, I'm an old man, it's like old school misogyny. It's yeah, like, you know, it's like, uh, you know, and like I did. There's a spot last night where we're we're beating up uh, the younger one, Liza, yeah. yeah, and she's in the corner, and I walk over to her sister Bambi, and I yell, "Who drove you here?" <laughs> right, and so yeah. like, it's like who yeah. drove you here? Yeah, but it's funny because her mom was her mom was in the audience. Her oh, mom was like a real famous like indie oh, pro wrestler from oh, back then. Okay, and and she gets all upset and comes in the ring. And so what happens? The ref has to go over and cut her off, right? Because she's not allowed in the ring. Yeah. And so, what, is, what does that mean? Al starts choking Liza usually, <laughs> right? So, like, that's just old school. Yeah. Like, yeah. crowd starts booing us. You know what yeah. I mean? And so, like, and we had a we had a woman referee, and like, she'll start <laughs> yeah. counting, and I'll be like, "Who taught you to count that high?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And so, like, do I really feel that way? No, because because like, like the, the women referee yeah. is a is a friend of mine, and yeah. I love her dearly. Yeah. But. I can, I can, there's a line, right? Yeah. That's some really stupid misogyny. Yeah. It's clearly like old school misogyny, yeah. like, like, you know what I mean? It's not like, 
this true belief that uh, I, I think women are less than. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what happens every time I do that? Like that crowd loses their shit yeah. about how an awful human being I am, right? Yeah. So I'm doing my job. Yeah. There was one time where where uh, girl her name's girl her work name is uh, Girl Hebner, yeah. right? And if you know WWE, that's funny because there's a really famous referee in the WWE called Earl Hebner. Oh, okay. and he's a very famous referee. So we call her Girl, girl Hebner. <laughs> and there and we yeah. worked out like uh, I was wrestling a guy, and my finish is like a spin kick to the face, right? Yeah. So we planned it out, he misses it, and I spin kick her while she's a referee. Yeah. Right in the face. And, and it was, no, we worked on yeah. it, right? Yeah. And she no, gets knocked out. And I go over there and I just, I just start putting my, pushing her like, is she dead, right? Yeah. And her sister's in the audience. And in the video, you can clearly hear her sister yell, I'm going to fucking kill you, Sage. <laughs> like, and I yeah. come to find out, yeah. to this day, her sister still legitimately hates me. Oh. Because of this, because, yeah, you know what I mean. So I'm doing the right. Yeah, like there, there's a kid that I wrestle all the time that we're kind of intertwined, and uh, yeah. his mom doesn't understand pro wrestling. Oh, yeah, does not understand pro wrestling at all. Yeah, and I gave him a spine buster on the floor. Okay, his yeah. mom in the middle of the match runs. I mean, there's like 500 people here. Yeah, starts running over to him. Oh man, and like is yelling at me. Yeah, and to this day she won't talk to me. Because she legit hates yeah, me. Yeah, legit hates you. And so for me, like that, it kind of sucks in a way because I'm like, yeah, I'm not a bad guy. And I love yeah. Cubby and I love to meet yeah. him. I love Austin. I love to meet his mom. Yeah. But there's that side of me that's like, oh, awesome. Yeah, because you just drew that kind of that's right. That yeah. real reaction. Yeah, yeah. And I feel no, that's no, that's a very interesting aspect of it. It's because you know it's that psychological thing. That right. People don't really. Yeah, and you have to realize, like last yeah. Saturday, I, I worked a different yeah. show where there's kids, right? Yeah. So I can't. Yell f! I can't fuck you and shit yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Like I can't yeah. in like the other league that I know, the yeah. two to one battle, right? Yeah. So I worked a different one and like it's kids. And one kid goes, just yells at me, "You're ugly!" And then I responded, "No, you're ugly." <laughs> right? And for a good like five, ten seconds, yeah. it's like we're just. Yeah. I got into a, a childish argument of no, you're ugly. No, you're ugly. Yeah. No, you're ugly. No, you're uglier. No, you're the ugliest. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. With a nine year old. Yeah. Right. So you have to know your audience, right? Yes, exactly, know your audience, and yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Just coming from stand-up comedy, it's right? Just, is you have to draw that, you know, because people tell like, oh, why do you say like things? But it's more, it's a very, it's a lot more calculated than people. Than yeah, people yeah, you realize. It, like, think, yeah. like, yeah, especially stand-up comedy, I would assume yeah. because people think you're just being a dick, but you're calculated to be exactly because you have to you have to use just just my words. I, I truly believe yeah. like uh, like independent comics and like alternative comics, they. They clearly don't believe that the things that they say, they and they and the jokes, I wouldn't even say in the basis of what they are are funny. What's funny is the people's reaction to them, right? Yes. And I think yeah. that that's lost on people. Yeah. Like if you if, if, if when when Bill Burr says a kind a, a joke that borders on, on racist or homophobic or misogynistic, is he really those things? Like probably not. Yeah. You know what I mean. Does he think about those things, maybe? Yeah, but he probably thinks that that's so ridiculous that I'm going to say this to make people go, oh my god, how can you say that, right? Yeah. And then people who have that understand that idea, that's why we find it funny. Yeah. But yeah. it's offensive to other people. But that's comedy, right? Yeah, that's and, comedy. But that's why it's unique, like you said, like this this area. Right. Just in terms of... Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, and there's, <laughs> yeah. like, and there, and there's yeah. certain lines. Like, uh, yeah. there, there's a guy that comes down from Canada that wears yeah. his Make America Great hat again. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. It, you know he was wearing Pepe on his gear, and they told him, "Hey, you can't, you can't wear that here." Like the Pepe meme, 
because oh, like y'all right, yeah, 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 you guys kind of take that over. So yeah. I think there's certain lines that we'll, we'll draw, like you know what I mean, like um, you know, I, you know, uh, and and, then, and just on my principles as well, like you know, like I'm not gonna go out and say uh, clear homophobic things. Uh, because I don't think that's right. I don't believe misogyny is right either. So you know, I mean, I may be hypocritical, but I feel like saying "Who drove you here?" is so ridiculous that yeah. that it's not it's not even like believable, right? Yeah. It's, it's that balances out. Right? Yeah, I'm not going to sure. go out and, and, yeah. and make like you know uh, transgender comments or like homophobic comments or like you know or you know degrade somebody's. I'll degrade appearances, but on, on, once again, things that are ridiculous, things that like, yeah. and that's me. I, that other heels will will definitely go past that line. Like uh, after Carrie Fisher died, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people showed up to one show dressed as like Princess Leia. Yes, and so you know, I screamed at him and I wish you were dead too. Oh, and so I don't know if that's that may be crossing the line. I thought it was funny at the time. You know what I mean? And maybe that's crossing the line. I'll probably. Like but it. I got what we call heat. I got a yeah. lot of heat for that. Yeah. So, um, but. Do I really wish that they were dead? Do I wish Carrie Fisher was dead? No, like clearly I don't. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you you know you got to understand your audience. You got to know your line, um, and that's really blurred in pro wrestling. I mean, really blurred. And it's funny because now you guys in MMA are getting it. Now. You're getting the Conor McGregor's <laughs> blurring those lines. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, and doing shit he probably shouldn't do. Yeah, to to, to sell fights, but that's been going on in pro wrestling for yeah. decades. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, and it goes back again to like you said how. Oh. It's funny, like the UFC is. Do, do you know why I enjoyed Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather? Because of how ridiculous it is. Because I love pro wrestling. Because of, yeah, and then, no, that's and that's all that was. That's how that's how that they was, sold. That's how they sold it. Yeah, yeah, that was two yeah. guys cutting yeah. what we call promos on each other. Yeah. for six months straight. And they made a lot of. money. And they made a ton of money. Yeah. And was it a good boxing match? Oh. No, even Mayweather looked like hot garbage, no, right? Like, yeah. it's, like it wasn't a good boxing match. No. Did I buy it? Do I watch it? Oh yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I, mean? I love pro wrestling, and yeah. I have, I'm, I'm, yeah. you, you appreciate that, right? Yeah, from that, and so. I think, and and that, and that's the thing, and it's, yeah, and it's, it's funny seeing different people's reaction who don't quite understand that, right? But it's fun, but it's, I guess it's almost like, well, it's like how a, you know, I feel like you know, you and I, in terms of comedic taste, right. we understand like yeah. the underlines of. Like you said, like how when some people say like some comics or just some comedy things, like there's things like underneath, or they may not necessarily believe right. that. But I feel like some people will just go to that raw emotion, and yeah. it's some point it's kind of enjoyable because it's almost like they can't quite see. It's it's like when you're a magician uh-huh. and you see other magician, like oh that's really good. The other person doesn't even know they're being tricked right now. Right. Like from there, it's like that sleight of hand. I also think maybe yeah. like with stand-up comedy too, it's yeah. maybe something that they do think and they're kind of ashamed of. Yeah. And they may not feel good about it, but they may think it. So yeah. it's like it's a good way for them to kind of maybe deal with it. Yeah, it's like it's like know. it's like wrestling with that idea. No, yeah. I, I I I know what you mean, but yeah, it's like what is truth? But it's yeah. And you there. MMA. I'm sorry. I mean, because I mean, this is an MMA podcast. We're probably going yeah. back to MMA, but yeah, MMA is now. In a period of where it's way more pro wrestling than, than you know, you know, I mean, for anybody who gets upset about this because of the purity of the sport, has no idea. What, like what? Yeah, they, they don't, they don't understand that. Like this is a business. Yes, this is an business entertainment business forefront. Is it? Yeah. Is those those people don't understand that there's a purity in pro wrestling as well, right? Like yeah. it, it it has different rules, but there's a purity within it as well. And so, you know, if 
it, it, once again, they're 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 like Siamese twins, man. You know what I mean? They're conjoined. It's it's yeah, and, it's, and, and it's the so proof is in the pudding. You, you can't you because can't look, separate look how successful it is now that that, that people are talking shit to each other, yeah. causing not real drama. Yeah, you, you think that these guys really hate each other that much? No, they don't. No, no. you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's somebody pushing the lines. Yeah, should Conor McGregor throwing a uh, that thing yeah. through the window? No, clearly not. Yeah. Right, but, but look look at the reaction. Right, his generate. Yeah, yeah. So it's. Yeah. It's it's now like MMA fans. It's come full circle where I, a lot of MMA fans don't understand that they're loving this because it's just pro wrestling. Yeah, it's just a soap opera. Yeah, it's a soap opera. That's that, that's what it's a. It's a violent soap it's opera. It's a violent soap opera. Yeah. Right, and so yeah. are the are the conditions when the two combatants go in? Are the conditions different? Very much so. Is it is is there much more of a realism within MMA? One hundred percent. Right, but everything leading up to that is just to sell that fight for entertainment. Mm -hmm. The same thing with boxing. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's the thing. You don't. You don't think Muhammad? Look, like, I'm looking yeah. at Muhammad Ali. Oh yeah, that guy was one of the best. Cut the best promos ever. Ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. What happened? What, what, what happened to, to Muhammad Ali though when he went against Aoki? <laughs> yeah. He thought, oh, I'm gonna go yeah. over and, and play around with this pro wrestler in Japan. Yeah. And what happened? Oh god. He got his ass yeah, kicked. He yeah. He got his ass kicked. Yeah. Got so. his legs kicked too. Yeah. So. Uh, that's funny. But yeah. yeah. No, but it's interesting in that. Just that, I guess that's psyche. Not Aoki, Inoki. Sorry, Inoki. why did I say Aoki? Inoki, yeah. yeah. Inoki, Antonio Inoki. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and it's, uh, yeah, no, it's just it's just interesting what, I guess what catches people's attention in, right. in terms of that. But it's almost that, I guess. And the rules they put yeah. on. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, like uh, I really, I love Conor McGregor because he, he tells the truth and, and he, you know what I mean? He tells it like it is. Tells it like it is. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's like, he walks around confident and he stole, you know, he has this confident walk, which he stole from Vince McMahon, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's funny the boundaries that, uh, that we put on things. Yeah. You know what I mean? As, as, as far as uh, th those things are concerned, where a lot of MMA fans will just shit on pro wrestling, but then they'll love Conor McGregor and you're yeah. like, you know, they, they don't even really know what they're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and it's fine. You don't have to like it. Yeah. You don't have to like the art of pro wrestling no. to still like Conor McGregor. Yeah, but you have to understand where it comes from, and exactly. you have to understand like what it is. Yeah, and the emotions that it, it evokes. Right. It's, it's it's really interesting, like from there. But just yeah, it's just it's just that intersection, dude. At the end of the day, it's all entertainment for a dollar. It is right. Yeah, but MMA uh, is different. Uh, that I'm not going to say that there's any more or less passion in either one but there's a clearly a real grit and realism to MMA you know what I mean Com compared to I, I say any combat sport including kickboxing including Muay Thai including boxing um, th there's very real grit clearly in those those forms of combat but MMA um, especially a lot especially older MMA is there's there's this kind of grit to it of realism that that you can't deny and, and yeah and so um and, and mma is going across i think like it's it, it's developing and it's it's doing what every every form of combat that's turned into entertainment is doing it's turning into a sport mm -hmm. right so it's going to get watered down and it's going to get less pure yeah and it's going to you know people are going to find styles and things that are not entertaining just to win fights based around you know gaining money and yeah it's so but that's the way it's gonna go you know yeah it's it's it is it is it is that progression but i feel like yeah that that grit that you talk about it's it's interesting or it's 
I guess it's interesting because you know back to what we were saying about what attracts people like to it or like you know the warrior spirit or just something inside of people that wants them or that makes them want to be in a situation where right they're where, where they're pushed like that right yeah. and I it, it is and I don't even think it's about a lot of times the combat side of it I mean it, it is I don't know how to explain this mm-hmm. it's not about hurting another human being no it's no. I think it's a, it, for me it's it's a lot that side of it's a lot of confidence of knowing that I, I could probably defend myself pretty well but at the same time it's a small part of it you know what yeah. I mean um, I think it's this um, it's the competition and not necessarily and for some people it's the competition with everybody around them and for people like me, it's the it's the competition within myself. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I'm clearly competitive with people around me. Yes. But, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, man. I don't, I don't. Maybe I can't even put it into words. But it's something that's just inside of you that, that you're drawn towards. Yeah. No, I understand. I I think I understand what you're getting at. It's just that, it's almost that that inner that, there is an outer battle. Like you are competing with somebody else. But I feel, for me, there's a big inner battle within myself. To want to almost, I guess, like it's almost as if I feel like the inner conflict within me just expresses itself, like in just the way in the way I fight, like from there. In terms of competing, I feel like that that's a big thing, like I deal with when I'm, like you know, like I'm I'm competing in two weeks, so I'm right. wrapping that like in my mind. But it's it's like it's that fine balance of like what, how much like how how much of the external can I control. I can't really, but I feel like for me it's like it's a very internal thing. Right. For and I, I think that's where you start to to, to get across the line. Um, you know, Matt Matt said one time that there a fighter anybody can be a fighter. Anybody go down to the the bar, punch somebody in the face, be a fighter, right? Yeah. I think when you start to understand that concept of the competition within yourself to better yourself mm-hmm. is when you transition from being a fighter to a martial artist. Mm-hmm. I think that is one of the, one of the biggest points of the difference between a fighter and a martial artist mm. you know what I mean yeah. that doesn't mean a martial artist can't be a fighter right but I think that um, when you start to go across that line of like this is not to prove to anybody else to, to, to prove to me mm-hmm. that's when you start to really grow and that's when you start to really develop in martial arts yeah yeah no, I totally agree with that, and I feel that there's that just comes from examples that I've seen, mm-hmm. and then just it's just what happened like to work to work for me, yeah. just being just being in competition, just under, I guess more because I think that's the thing. But why do you do the competition? I do it. What's the ultimate goal? The ultimate goal is just I mean it's just it's it's to grow within myself. Right, it's to better yourself, me. right? Yeah, because like people ask, oh, do you want this? And like I don't care about that. I don't I don't really care about like the reason. The reason I do it is it's it's really it's all very centric. It's yeah. all very it's all very for me. I just, I want to do because I want I want to compete and I want to it's I want to test myself. Yeah. I mean, it's like that cliche like to, but it's like I feel like I live in I don't know. It's like you can live life. You can you can really live it. I guess protected mm-hmm. or like it's sheltered. And I think because you no, know, this is something I examine too. Like, like why why do Cause why do I you know put myself in, in that spot and I feel like I do want to I mean I, I just want to live or I I want I want, to, I want to, I guess time is, is yeah it's hard to say like what is that danger element but I want 
I want to I want to see like how how I would do or I want to see I I, I want to see that out or I almost it's I guess adrenaline junkie. That's probably part of it too. Yeah. I, here, yeah. I really think here's what I think. I think like for somebody who wants to get better, um, and th this is you know I don't want to say I want to have regrets, but I wish I would have. You know, always hindsight's always twenty twenty. I think if you want to get better, the the way to see your biggest flaws exposed mm -hmm. is under the heat of competition right? yeah. against somebody else, and so competition will expose your flaws, right? Yes. And so you know, once you you guys talk about Matt a lot on this podcast, clearly, but yeah. And I know this is supposed to go for everybody, but Matt's concept, especially of amateur fighting, young amateur fighting, is people get really drawn into the winning or losing, right? Yes. No, for sure, I was. Yeah, yeah. of course, and um, so was I, right? Yeah. But then when you get you know, winning or losing starts to matter when it's your paycheck, when it's your well-being, you know, your family's well-being, right? Yeah. Winning or losing in an amateur is to expose all the flaws that you have in, in order to better those flaws so that when you get to, if you get to a level where you now will make money and this may be your job, the, those flaws are not exposed. Mm -hmm. And so I think for people and it's clear as a theory because I'm not you. Yeah. Someone like you, you you go in and you compete because you want to see what your flaws are. Yes. Under the heat of competition, because it's so easy to not expose them when it's in a controlled, more controlled environment. Yeah. And what you do from that is that you watch that, you learn from it, and you grow from that. Yeah. So once again, the ultimate goal I think as a martial artist is to better yourself. Yeah. No, I think I think that's a good. Like when when you say that, I feel like the biggest question is like it's it really is a question like for me like. Because I know these things, but how well do I really know them? Right. Or how well... I, th I think at the end of the day, I'm asking myself, how good am I really? Right. When, when, I, when, when, I, when I go out there. Because that's something I need to answer with. And it's, it's, a, it's a frightening question. Right. Looking, looking back. Or I mean, just looking, looking ahead. But I feel, I feel I've come to the point now where I would rather, I, I would rather go out and seek it than to run away from it and then always wonder. Right. Like from because I feel like that would be the more, like me never knowing would be more damaging yeah. to me than to to find out. I th yeah. I think that's why I decided to do a little bit of comp competition while I was in my you know mid thirties. I knew I didn't like competition, but I needed to at least get a couple things under my belt to know. Yeah. You know what I mean. And the last time I competed was just like a kickboxing smoker. Uh, but it felt like a real fight, and yeah. it was the only time I ever fought for myself. It was the only time I did, I, you know, I did it because I wanted to, not because I felt like I had to. Mm -hmm. uh, which is a really stupid reason to fight. You should never fight because you feel like you have to. Yes. Um, and I'm really glad I did it. You know what I mean? And it it keeps you very humble and it keeps you very realistic about things. You know, and so it's real easy to. Um, know that you're a badass in the gym when you're sparring with your buddies but like when there's someone that's really trying to injure you and you're really trying to injure them you know what I mean it's because that's what you're doing yeah um it it, it it does expose a lot of the flaws you know yeah. what I mean so I, I think competition is very healthy and I think as long as you do it in a manner where it's it's, it's on your terms you know yes. what I mean it should on never your, always be terms. on your terms yeah um it's, it's good and it'll help you grow as a martial artist that's for sure yeah, for sure. Just that, I th yeah, it's, just, it's just that true. Like it's like it's like you said, it's that true test where you can't hide. Mm -hmm. And I think really that's just what at the core. Because you know, I guess I wasn't quite as sure. Like looking mm -hmm. in, and 
honestly, I'm still, you know, wrestling with that now, but I just know that I do want to seek it out, and that's just where right. I'm at personally, so. Well, you're in a good place yeah. to do it, too. You know yeah. what I mean? You're a good age to do it. You're yeah. a good place to do it, and, like, yeah. you have a good mental side to do it. And, Andrew, you're uh, moving the camera around now. Okay. Oh, he's giving yeah. a... Yes. Oh, we can, we're, are we gotta, wrapping it up? We gotta, we gotta wrap yeah, it up. Yeah. 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 Are you saying a long-winded interview? Yeah. We have three we minutes can, left. We, can, we, can, we, can, we gotta steamroll this. Yes. Yes. But anyway, all right, so the camera guy says the camera. So first, yeah. get your shit in. <laughs> get your shit in. <laughs> get over with the crowd. <laughs> Matching gear if you can. Yeah. Safety if you have that. Safety if you have that. Take that. Take that and learn, kids. Thanks, man. Yeah. No, thank you, Greg. It's a pleasure. This is great. All right.